Are you working hard to keep yourself limited and playing small? Is that working for you? If not, would you like to be changing that now? What if the key to activating your wealth was in the willingness to embody the abundance of possibilities you are? Would you choose it? Join in the conversation now on Living Well with your host, Keisha Clark, and receive tools and facilitation to clear the points of view that keep you stuck in limitation to begin choosing your abundance and living well right now. <laughs> good morning, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the whole wide, beautiful, amazing world of ours. Hello and welcome to Living Well here on A2Zen.fm. I am your host, Keisha Clark. And if you so desire, you're for the next roughly 55 minutes or so, your Living Well Empowerment Agent. And I get to have a visiting living, well, she's, a, she's an empowerment agent of her own kind <laughs> um, here with me today. <laughs> and if you have not already clicked into the chat room, please do so. If you're on the screen anywhere on H2N, near the top of the screen, you'll see a red bar with some words in it. And one of those words will be chat room. Actually, that's two words. Technically, if you click on that, you can give yourself a name. Come on into the chat room and join us. There's no secret password. We would love to have your participation. And you can bring your questions in live if that's uh, another way you'd like to join us. You can dial in in the U.S., in Canada, in the U.K., and you can also Skype us here at a2zen.fm. And all of those numbers will be found near the top of your screen. So today we are playing with something really cool, and I'm very happy to pr present my very first guest of 2016. We're going to play with Miss Julio Sotos today, and some of you might remember that Julio came to play last year, and we actually said something about doing witchy tune-ups or fine-tuning our witchiness, <laughs> and it didn't really <laughs> yeah. show up that way. <laughs> but today, Julia has come back to play. Welcome, Julia. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I had so much fun last time. I'm so glad to be back. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I adore you and what you do and what you are creating in the world. And it is a, a privilege and a pleasure to have you back. So we're going to have some fun today, I wonder. How much fun we can I have wonder. with magic and madness, yes. And um, I love what you um, what you wrote out here. Let me just kind of set the tone with our little... Uh, Informazione, and uh, what we're playing with today is what if you were actually the magic? Would you be willing to be considered mad if it meant you could have everything you desire in life? What would it be like to embrace the madness of your magic and let it work to your advantage? So now a little bit yeah, about Miss Julia. That sounds good. That sounds good. <laughs> we co-created that. Yes, isn't that fun? Okay, you just laughed and, part. That was good. <laughs> it's um it's it's interesting that when you you actually if, for those of you who who are might not be aware um we played with this this topic kind of landed for us uh just well we started to kind of connect before christmas and we were just letting the energy kind of move around and bubble and percolate and then uh just recently the topic came together the way it did as magic and madness and I think it's really brilliant um, relative to so many of the things that I'm seeing going on um, in the world and as well as within access consciousness and several other different schools and modalities and, and lifestyles um, or life practices, I guess we could say. <clears throat> um, 
it's it seems like there is a lot of this huge questioning and seeking into okay i know i'm here to not be ridiculously boring i know i'm here to not sleep my life away and and yet i haven't quite gotten you know the sense of what it is but i know something i know i have my different and i know that i be different and i forgot my guidebook you know <laughs> so, yeah yeah and are you you've been go ahead yeah go ahead go ahead no jump right in i I was just gonna say i was talking to a lady yesterday and she was saying you know her life is is not working and she's been laying in bed she's been very depressed money has been a huge issue and just now you know we were facilitating and stuff like that and i was saying you know i've been through the same thing like it's it's uh, we come from very different families and situations, but her and I both somehow are going through the very same thing at, at one point in her lives. And mm. I I said to her like, if you're actually going through that, it's just until you're talking right now here, Keisha. It's like I'm looking at like if you're actually that different and willing to unplug from life, sometimes mm. the default is being in bed and being depressed. But it's actually, I just got kind of excited about that notion of being depressed and laying in bed um, because it means you've you've probably um, looked at your life and gone, this actually isn't working, and you're ready to choose something new. And you may have not chosen that yet, but you will. If you're asking the questions, you will. Um, So I just kind of looked at that and was like, that's really exciting. You know, it's yeah. painful as hell when you're in it, but yeah. it means that you've made a really different choice. Yeah, yeah. So. And and how often do we put a name to something or a definition to something that is uncomfortable and so different and so like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing, and oh my God, am I ever going to come through this, as insanity, madness, crazy town, you know, uh, because we don't have a reference for it. And yet, what if that is part of you becoming more of the magic you be and allowing the total chaotic nature of magic to be more alive in your life? (laughs) You know, there's a story written by um, a lady named Charlotte Perkins Gilman, and it's called the yellow wallpaper and i think she wrote it in like 1920s it's you know part of you know good good fiction of that era and it's about this woman who is is depressed and and her husband is a doctor and he doesn't know what to do with her so the cure at that time was to take her out to a nice country cottage and leave her there because when you're in that space you sh- a woman should not work a woman should not be around people. A woman just needs to rest. And so mm-hmm. she's up in this attic of this beautiful country house all day and all night. And she's going crazier and crazier because she can't create anything and she can't do anything. And it describes how there's um, um, where her shoulder would be. There's The wallpaper is torn off all the walls around the room in a in a horizontal line all around the room because she's Whoa. gone so crazy that at night she's pacing the walls so much that her shoulder is ripping oh off the gosh. wallpaper and it just hints to that and it paints a really strong picture and wow. and and it's 
wonderful that we're not that we know more about quote obviously it's not mental illness it's a capacity it's magic and madness yeah. Um, yeah. but it's interesting to see how far we've come and oh my goodness and this yeah. woman turned out to be one of the greatest writers of her time and she wrote about these experiences and she she was madness the definition of madness and magic to me um, but she had that same thing where she just couldn't make it out to tea parties she just couldn't be the perfect wife. She just couldn't do it. It it was not yeah. working for her, and so she was mad. Yeah, and and how many of us are on the planet right now that that is very real for us in many cases, in many different ways. Um, I was just in a conversation yesterday with some people around that thing of being out with people, being out in the world amongst other humans and yeah. two-legged yeah. is – is can be really incredibly challenging for me um, at times, and how many, how quickly do so many of us try to make that? You know, well, you're supposed to be able to be out in the public and be jovial and be social and la la la. And what I know is that the intensity of our awareness sometimes can be really. Um, it, it can it could take a little getting acquainted with. <laughs> Sometimes it can take a lot of getting acquainted with. <laughs> and I wonder if awareness is a part of this, um, is one of the big ingredients of this, what we sometimes call madness, um, that also allows us into the magic. If we're willing or not willing to have our awareness, would that be relative? Um, how how, do, how yeah. has awareness been for you as you've played with what you've been doing over the last few years? Yeah. Um, well, it's been, I mean, at the beginning, I, I think I've been getting access for oh, it's been almost five years, four and a half years. And um, at the beginning, it was fine. I was still doing my regular life. I was in university. <laughs> and then it was like the awareness became, after a foundation level one, a couple level twos and threes, and then it kind of, hit me and I was like I can't be in this world anymore like this is awful mm. these people are crazy you know there's the the level of of unkindness and mayhem that's going on in under these people's skin is more than I can possibly handle and and I, I was so unelegant in my awareness that it was like if somebody was you know, zigging one way, I had to zig the other way to like shield myself from that much intensity. And that's really what autism is. That's what happens mm -hmm. to autistic kids is they have that level of awareness. Um, yeah. And that's why things are so difficult all around them sometimes. And so I sort of developed that level of autism in a way. And, um, and it was so much, I, and there's no way to describe it. Nobody knew what I was going through. My parents couldn't help me. It was like time to go on medication, and um, it was it was total madness, and um, and not the good kind. <laughs> and <laughs> right. I, I just didn't know I didn't know what to do, and and I but I I was aware enough to know that I had to keep plugging along with access consciousness, and things would get better. So I did. I just kept studying. I even was facilitating at that time. I kept facilitating, and things got better. Um, but it was, a, for me personally, it was a long time sort of having that space of, like, this is so uncomfortable. Um, but I know that everything I desire is on the other side of this. 
And then the space sort of started to open up where I had allowance for all of it. And, and, wow. and now I'm at this space where I am so strong in who I am and banded in my awareness and my allowance that I'm, I'm becoming who I was before that, but better. Like I was very much a community person. I was so interested in people. I, I love people. And, yeah. um, and it was, it was so hard to be around them for a while. And, and now I sort of have this renewed excitement and I'm so curious about people. And I started kind of getting into the space where I'm asking people a lot of questions. Like I, I'm so interested in, know, in knowing what they do for a living. And usually the people that I sort of meet on the street in my day who I'm chatting with have had incredible mm-hmm. careers, incredible life experiences, um, and I, I love it. I love listening. I love learning. And I've oh, become yeah. incredibly social, probably more so than I have before, because I have such a level of gratitude for people that I didn't have before. But there was a very a very good amount of time in the middle where that was not the case. And it was just the awareness was so new. It was so strong. It was so potent. It was just so, yeah. it was nothing I'd ever known was possible. And I had no idea what to do. And I didn't, you know, I never, nobody trained me or told me that this is what was going to happen. Because actually, consciousness is your own path. Nobody does tell you any of that stuff. You have Mm -hmm. to learn to trust yourself. And that's Mm -hmm. the greatest gift a person will ever have. That's the strongest and most competent you can be on this earth is to trust yourself in those types of ways. Yeah, it's really interesting. As you were talking, it kind of struck me as we go through these phases, these, these, whatever you want to call them. Some people refer to them as dark night of the soul. And, you know, there's different ways we can apply that, but we go through whatever that process is for each of us. And what just started to, to kind of bubble for me was how, you know, when we are children, I think most of us have had an experience, at least in some form or fashion of we were so aware. We had our awareness intact cognitively and consciously, and yet everything that was being shown back to us or delivered back to us um, was basically something that would make us not really want to have our awareness because all of this, there's all yeah. these mixed messages and confusions. And it's almost like we're, as you were just talking about coming through it, you know, when you got to the other part and being an allowance of what you know and what you're aware of, I was like, you know, it's kind of like we we destruct or deconstruct all of that um, plaster and and mortar of the illusion that we kind of piled onto our awareness. Yeah. And it's almost like the difference that I hear you now is that it's almost like we have that childlike curiosity and all of those those curi- those wonders and those capacities that we sort of had on tap as our young child self. But we now yeah. have it with a trusting and a willingness, and our we, like we're connected more into our knowing. Um, that's kind of cool, you know, because it takes me to the the. There's a popular uh, verse in much in a lot of the belief structures that's something to the effect of you know be like the child, you know, talking about having the curiosity of your, of the child and letting that be the energy that leads you, guides you. Um, yeah. And yeah, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's very much what Gary Douglas talks about when he's saying yeah. infinite being. Like, yeah. people sort of have this idea, oh, I'm going to be an infinite being, and I will 
sprout wings and fly away. And <laughs> infinite being is is like the ability to be in all of it. There, but we've never seen an example of it. There is no example. There, I, I mean, I know, I know a few couple of people who have been doing access, um, who are an example. But a lot of the spiritual leaders that I've, I've watched and followed and studied, have been very serious, and there's not a ton of childlike curiosity in their life. Deepak Chopra, he, he does ish, but, but you know, Wayne Dyer and, um, you know, rest his soul, he taught me so much. And, you know, I got told, like, those guys don't, like, really seem to be having an incredible amount of fun or an incredible amount of play or curiosity <laughs> that I could see. Um, mm-hmm. So, but, but it's like this space where you are totally curious, awestricken by everything, ready to create your life, and you, 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 have the you understand finances you understand the banking system you understand you have the awareness of of how to to build a fortune how to build a project how to create um a different reality you know how to change the world you know and all the pragmatics of that like you can't change the world by saying i'm going to change the world and you know going up to your temple and chanting about it you yeah, know, like yeah. there are pragmatics that are involved. There are things you need to know. There is a level of leadership that you have to take. You have to be like a childlike politician. <laughs> 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 and so when you say being a leader, go ahead. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's um, it's something that a lot of people who are, are really seeking that childlike spirit they, it's almost like they can't have both. They can't have that yeah. leadership position and a yeah. child like wonder, joy, gratitude, happiness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like we, there's for a lot of, how do I say this? Um, I know with a number of the modalities I played with that I have played with over the years, um, what I found to be sort of missing now that I have played with things like access consciousness, um, was there kind of a disconnect. It was sort of like segmented and there was this like a disproportionate focus on one thing in particular, but it wasn't, there wasn't this all inclusiveness of your whole life and living. And, and that is another thing I do find to be different with access. And for, for anybody who hasn't, who might not know what we're talking about, this is, we're talking about access consciousness. And you can find out lots and lots about it if you, uh, go to www.accessconsciousness.com. Um, yeah, it, it, this is really fascinating. Um, so were you, would you say you are willing to be perceived as madness or would you say you actually embrace your madness or what is madness for you now? Well, you know, I was reading a, a, um, a book called the gentleman's club and it's, it's a, a book on consciousness, but it's about elegance and it's the definition of elegance is creating the greatest result with the least amount of effort. Mm-hmm. And so I look at everything as what's going to create the greatest change in the world, what's going to create the greatest consciousness with the least amount of, of effort. Um, mm-hmm. 
So, and, and we talk about potency sometimes, and, and a potent chemical, a potent element in chemistry is one that is the biggest catalyst for change. It's the ingredient that changes everything, um, which is a very different concept than power. Power often implies, implies force and effort mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and so I look at all of this in terms of, of potency and in terms of, um, you know, this book was for men that I was reading yesterday, and it was all about being a gentleman. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was sort of looking at, you know, what's a gentle woman? Like, who am I in regards to all of this? And and I really was looking at at um, the the more awareness you're willing to have, the more elegant you can be, because it, mm-hmm. I, if you think of a kitchen, like think of um, you know, a kitchen, and then in the 1920s in in the Queen's house, you know, there's mm-hmm. every single perfect utensil. I'm sure every single cupboard is filled with all kinds of different little things. I have these um, grapefruit spoons, and mm-hmm. they're these dainty, elegant little spoons. I have four of them. And on mm-hmm. the front end, there's a jagged, um, a little mm-hmm. little jagged sort of knife structure. Mm-hmm. And they dig into the grapefruit and scoop it out really easily because the jagged end of the spoon cuts the grapefruit. So to me, that's really elegant because if you had a regular spoon, you'd have to fight with it. There'd be more yeah. force for less results. Yeah. So I, I think about it elegant sometimes in terms of, you know, the tools we have in our house. And, and, you know, some people have a lot more to make their life a lot easier. And some people, you know, put in the force and effort. And it really has very little yeah. to do with money and more to do with seeking out the things that will actually make your life better. So I when I when I think about magic and madness, I think about the elegance of it all. And I think about where can I put my potency? What chemical structure can I put it into? What what bleaker or sorry, beaker? What beaker can <laughs> I put it into that's going to cause the greatest explosion and the greatest change? And for wow. me that that's magic. Um and the the real like the definition of magic for me, I mean, what is magic? If you're listening and, you know, I have a conversation about magic six times a day, and so it's sort of just a given for me. But if, if you're, like, what is magic is, you know, well, there's a few wow. different things, you know. <laughs> um, if you want to talk, I can I can conjure up well, my magic Well, I was going to say, let's, we're, we're at a break, and so let's let, because oh, I think some people's brains might be starting to tilt just a little, which is a good thing. Trust me, folks. Um And, yeah, I'd like to play more with this when we get back. So how about we just take a breath, everybody, and wherever you're able to just let this energy that Julia is showing us um, kind of steep into your life, your energy, your bodies, um, it's pretty yummy. And I wonder what you are aware of that you might not have acknowledged that if over the commercial break you might be beginning to be willing to acknowledge could begin to change things and bring your magic <laughs> forward into your awareness even more. And even if it shows up as madness, I wonder how cool that could be. 
So you're listening to Living Well here on A2Zen.fm with Keisha Clark, myself, and our delightful guest, Julia Sotis, and we will be back right after this. (laughs) Have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life? What if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life? And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. Have you ever been on a land that was so joyful that your whole body lit up? Or swam in a river that brought all your cells to life? What if you are the gift the Earth has been asking for? For the first time, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here are facilitating a class for the Earth with the Earth and inviting you to connect to the Earth in a way that you may never have before. What else is possible with the Earth that you've never considered? The Earth class is a special three-day class designed to give you the tools to create change wherever you go on this beautiful planet of ours with the water, the land, the air, and people. It's inviting you to let the Earth know you are here and for the Earth, to touch you and let you know it is here for you too. You're invited to join Gary and Dane in Houston, Texas, or online January 24th to the 26th. Go to www.accessconsciousness.com slash earthclass for more information. All proceeds will go to El Ogar, a nonprofit foundation dedicated to creating greater ecological possibilities. What kind of world would you like to live in? What future are you here to create? Just go to www.accessconsciousness.com slash earthclass, January 24th to the 26th, www.accessconsciousness.com slash earthclass. How much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent, now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions in the U.S., 815-880-8255, in Canada, at 613-800-8736, in the U.K., at 033-0001-0625, by Skype at a2zen.fm, or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. (laughs) Welcome back to Living Well here on A2Zen.fm. I am your host, Keisha Clark, and wow, we are here talking today with Julia Sotis, um, talking about magic and madness. And Julia, you were kind of in mid-brilliance before we started the break. So do you want to do you want to come, come back with some of what you were talking about? And then I've also made some notes of some stuff that's kind of popping. So let's jump back in. Sure. Um, well, yeah, I was just looking at like what magic really is, because I, I better explain that since it's the title of the show. But I think that people have a, I think that people have a lot of ideas about what magic is, 
and mm-hmm. oftentimes that's not what it is. You know, we have the idea of the witch with the cauldron and the broomstick, or and I love all those things. I remember mm-hmm. I watched I watched the Adam Family not long ago, and I actually started tearing up. And I was like, these people get me. I would really fit into that family. <laughs> I just love all that stuff, and I just find it really fun. But that's not necessarily what magic is or what magic looks like in in day-to-day life. Um, Mm -hmm. Magic are the subtle things. um, And magic comes from a level of um, awareness and a level of vulnerability with that awareness. Um, Because awareness is not comfortable, like we were saying before the break. And, And when you start to actually become an allowance of all the things you're aware of around you. You know, you know, if your if your uncle is, you know, you realize he's very abusive and you were sort of shielding yourself from that awareness your whole life. Once you become aware of that, it sort of shifts everything and you become you you know, you start looking at the world differently. But the the possibility here that I'm inviting you to is to be aware of all that and not have any type of judgment of it at all. To totally be able to go, oh, that's what he's choosing. Okay, well, I'm certainly not going to choose to receive abuse, um, but but that's what he's choosing. And to be an allowance when he abuses others if that's what they're choosing. Things like that. Um, so it's a very, very... It, it It is when you really kind of look at it from from when you step back and look at it, it's different when you're the one doing it. None of this stuff feels the way we think it's going to feel. But when you step back and look at it, it is very much becoming the Buddhist monk. It is very much Mm -hmm. becoming, you know, the Zen master because you go, oh, you know, I remember in, um, what's the book? A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. He talks about how Mm -hmm. the monks say, is that so? And I read my dad that story, and he's like, oh, whatever. And he, you know, so now when, when he do something crazy, he goes, I call him and I tell him, and he says, is that so? <laughs> <laughs> That's a running joke. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I used to study that and like when I was 15 and run to the kitchen and be like, Dad, read this story about, you know, about these monks. And is is that so? So um so anyways, but the 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 quest for magic is all of it. It's becoming the Buddhist monk. It's becoming all that, and it's becoming the leader in the world. It's becoming the person of wealth. It's becoming mm-hmm. everything that you desire to be, whatever that is, with no apology for who you are, but also willingness to include everyone in your life. You know, sometimes when we make it or we become everything we want to be, we go, oh, good, now I don't have to deal with all those people who were mean to me growing up, you know. And I've made a point to include those people in my success. And I just, I include them even if it's on Facebook or energetically, uh, you know, or just I still have a big party when I go home at Christmas and invite those people. Like, I am not willing to cut anybody out of my life and I'm not willing to exclude anybody. So, um, anyways, I still haven't really said what magic per se is, but magic (laughs) is a level of vulnerability with your awareness where you start to see not only, um, not only everything 
that is going on in other people's worlds, you start to perceive the earth, you start to perceive the entities, the ghosts, the things like that around you, and you start to become very sensitive to everything um, and in total ecstasy. Like, it becomes, once you are that vulnerable and have that much allowance for it, everything mm-hmm. you receive becomes joy, bliss, or ecstasy. And I mean that in a very literal way. So is like that where people go into the madness? Good. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, is that where we begin to misidentify that bliss and that ecstasy as madness? Yeah. Because people are upset. Like, do you mean as in, like, if people still want to have a problem, but they have that level of vulnerability, it feels like madness? That could be. I'm I'm just I'm like that question just popped. It's like what is it that we identify something that like what you and I have played with and many of the people that we play with in in real life some of the energies that I get that we've played with is letting that bliss, you know, being present with that bliss and that ecstasy, not trying to shut it down or turn it off or call it too much. And part of what I'm looking at just as you were saying that was how often do does that get identified as madness? It's kind of like, you know, the people who laugh really loud at restaurants and, and everybody kind of, a lot of other people might stare yeah. at them and, you know, want them to turn it down. And Yeah, and, you know, people, like, people that... Yesterday I was in yoga class and it was quiet. It was the yin class. And I was laughing out loud, and I didn't realize I was laughing out loud because <laughs> something like tickled me, and I was just got really overexcited about it. And I'm like, okay, so that would be madness. Like I would be the crazy lady in the corner who's right. like too happy. And people like me used to scare me when I was a little girl. Like people who really? laughed all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. because they're like they they don't fit into the rest of the world. Like what's going on? And maybe those people who scared me were like kind of doing it as like a beingness rather than like actually being it. But possibly, um, yeah. mm-hmm. but it very much scares people when you are this way because it completely puts their reality and everything yeah. they thought is real on their head. I get that. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um and and then you also have, you know, we look at things, and this is part of what was coming up for me over the break, we we think of geniuses, you know, people that we label genius, um, oftentimes madness is associated with genius. And um, But how many of the genius, the people who were choosing genius um, throughout the story of us, you know, have been the ones who have been the innovators, who have, who have literally changed our world? And, you know, sent us on into a different trajectory um, with what we were choosing and what we were willing to see and what we were willing to have and create. So that's really fascinating. It's kind of like, um, I know in Access we have the crazy statement um, that everything is the opposite of what it appears to be and nothing is the opposite of what it appears to be. And moments like this, that statement kind of comes up for me because it's like, oh, we've really created this very interesting push me, pull you backward, forward at the same time kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it, it, it's, um, I don't know. It's a, I'm looking at all the different greats like Shakespeare and Einstein and, mm-hmm. and nobody has, 
they've done amazing things, but nobody's punctured human reality. They've still just sort of studied it and just pushed the edges, but they haven't broke out and went running. Mm-hmm. And now it's our turn to do that. Ooh, I love that. I love that invitation. So yeah. it, for for anyone who's in the chat room who might still be able to type, <laughs> um, I'm curious, what are some of the things coming up for you guys? No, it's like the, we get – it's so funny on radio. The the one potential drawback – I don't consider it a drawback, but it could, if like for listeners, um, be a little bit of a drawback is you get to these points in the conversation and all of this space kind of starts to break open and, you know, we yeah. like expand and then it becomes silent radio. It's like energetic radio. And um <laughs> And so I was radio shows for a long time, yeah. and 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 I usually can't ask my guest questions after the forty minute mark. I just sound I like totally, a bumbling yes. I was I was going to bring your shows into the conversation because just yesterday, um, I actually I shared a link to one of your recent ones about um, choosing beyond the fear, and then I also listened to your conversation with Jonas Fenson about the movie uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. And oh, cool. I, I thought that was so fascinating because I was just like, I went to your SoundCloud account. And so for folks, if you would like more of Julia's brilliance, Julia, tell them where they can find, how they can, what's the easy way to get to your um, your shows? Um, my radio shows is really just going to SoundCloud and searching uh, Julia Sotis. My, um, yeah, that's where all my archives live. And I have a podcast on iTunes called Access with Julia, so you can Search me out on iTunes, or you can go straight to SoundCloud.com, and then just search for Access with Julia or Julia Soda. So it'll come up either way. Perfect. Now, and so while we're on this, is there an easy way for people to reach you? Because I, um, I didn't know if you wanted folks to come to your website, your Facebook page, or do you have a new website, or what? What would be the best clickable thing for them to find you? You know, juliasotis.com has been in intense flux and change, and it has to be, <laughs> I have to put it back up. So there is juliasotis.com, but it's healing and, and mending itself right now. Um, gotcha. But if you want to contact me, I, you know, my personal email is just really good. It's just juliasotis at hotmail.com. It's, uh, it's easy. I answer it right away. Um, it's J-U-L-I-A-S-O-T-A-S at hotmail.com cool cool awesome so yeah so so it was really i i would highly recommend folks that you go and play with some of julia's shows um just what i did yesterday was i just went into your soundcloud and i was like okay what one is sort of waving at me you know and it turned out to be the the conversation with jonas and um in the course of listening to that conversation some of the awareness came up of how much of that is considered madness, you know, is that, that people who are willing to go to play with those extremes and in, in some cases relative to the subject matter of 50 shades of gray. Um, I I've known of a lot of people who go into those practices as a way of finding out more about themselves. Um, that's not exactly what the movie was representing, <laughs> but in the course of the conversation, that was something that came up yeah. for me. So uh, it was a beautiful conversation, and and thank you for your amazing body of re- references and resources um, to play with. Um, I heard you say on your 
one of your recent ones. You've been doing this for about a year and a half now? The radio show? Yeah. And it's sort of become sporadic. <laughs> uh, I don't have a set show because I just upload the uh, the recordings of the shows onto SoundCloud. So some Wednesdays I forget. Sometimes it's lost Wednesdays with Julia. <laughs> but um, I, I, I've been doing it, I think, since uh, it's almost two years now. Um, wow. That's awesome. And it's been fun. It's been really good. It was sort of just a, a practice because I had no radio experience. I had no you know, live, you know, TV, radio, any of that kind of experience. And I was like, you know, um, you know, who could I talk to and, and how many people could I interview? And I really, really like my show. I, it pops out, uh, I think, for a, among a lot of other SoundCloud shows because mm-hmm. um, I, when I interview people, I, I look at the funny little strange things about them and I'm like, come on the show and talk about that. They don't yes. necessarily have to do with access consciousness, you know, like, uh-huh. uh, you know, a lot of people name their shows, you know, things that are sort of, you know, yeah. you know, joy and, and blah, blah, blah. And it finds like the Fifty Shades of Grey or real estate or, you know, I mean, the, the tools of access are always there. But we like, I love to just go on these adventures with people about these things that nobody really talks to them about. And, and we always come yeah. up, find ourselves on these amazing journeys. Yes, yes. I love part of one of the things my show requests and really almost requires is that I like to to have the conversation that is not the normal conversation people have had, like not talk about the story they've already told 5,000 times or, you know, and it's not about making them wrong for that story. It's more about like, where else can we play? What else do you know? Let's bring new yumminess to the table and put it into the recipe and see what happens, you know, kind of thing. So I love that. And uh, again, folks, yeah, if you and I love were, your show as well. It's so much yeah. fun. I actually, I'm going to your show again. I, I love it. I was honored. How does it get even better? <laughs> so while we're giggling, let's take our next commercial break and uh, and maybe uh, see what else kind of sifts through and sifts in and shows up and waves at us. And what else would we like to discover, explore, become aware of uh, with our magic and our madness in the time we have in this conversation? Um I wonder. You're listening to Living Well here on A2Zen.fm. I am Keisha Clark, and I'm visiting with the amazing and magical Julia Sotis. And we will be right back after these messages. <laughs> Have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life? What if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life? And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. 
always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com How much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent, now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions. In the U.S., 815-880-8255. In Canada, at 613-800-8736. In the U.K., at 033-0001-0625. By Skype, at a2zen.fm, or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com now back to our show <laughs> welcome back to living well here on a2zen.fm for our magical madness uh, totally awesome episode with Julia Sotis today and um, I asked a question during the break to the chat rumors um, what magic do you acknowledge of you and we had some some fun uh, replies. Uh, somebody says, I talk to radio shows and seduce them out. Yes, that would be Christine, Mistress Christine, our <laughs> amazing owner, station owner. And we also, love Christine. We love Christine, another one of our fabulous radio hosts here on A2Zen. And Rhonda, yet another one of our fabulous hosts here on A2Zen and one of my co-producer sisters, says that... Um, she acknowledged that she disarms people's barriers just by being her. Yes, yes, my lovely friend, you do. Strangers feel safe telling me things they've never shared with anyone. It's very cool, and I consider it an honor to be that space for others. Mm. Big, big hearts and flowers, my darling, yes. And so what would you – do you have a thing you call your magic, Julia, or do you – have, I know that's not to make it significant, but um, I'm I'm just curious. Like, have you ever like? We talk about acknowledgement. As, I talk about acknowledgement as a superpower, and then uh, acknowledging has also come up in recent conversations. And I'm curious um, how you play with that relative with to ag- your magic. magic or acknowledging. All of that. <laughs> Maybe we could uh-huh. the magic of acknowledging, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, acknowledging is is not acknowledging. It's it's acknowledging something, and by acknowledging that that's where you're going, you actualize it. So, actualize and acknowledgement becomes acknowledge or yes, becomes acknowledge And um, it, it's when you actually acknowledge that you are magic, and the little little magical things that show up, they get bigger and bigger and bigger. And they become the big magic things. Um, like I, I think that we were talking on the last show. I was talking about how I I slammed the door from across the room. Like I I moved my arm and the whole door slammed. Um, uh-huh. And that was really cool. And little things like that. Um, I do that quite often. Not 
all the time, but you know, once once in a while I do something really kind of like, whoa, that defied all of physics. Um and I also just I because I'm so sensitive to everything around me, I see a lot of little you know, ghosts and things like that under the corner of my eye. It's not like mm-hmm. I'm not that interested in I, I'm sure if I was interested I would, you know, see ghosts. <laughs> I think that would scare me a little bit. The little kind of ghosts figures that I see out of the corner of my eye are enough for me. Um, Mm -hmm. But I I think that there's sort of this idea that magic is, you know, like bewitched. And I think it actually really can be um, after time when we aren't, there's this horrible thing called your brain and this other horrible thing called being vested in the outcome. And when you mix those two together, it destroys magic. Those are your magic destroyers. So when you magic. want it to happen, yeah, when you want something to happen, it can't happen. Mm-hmm. But if you if you keep creating your life regardless, and despite what it looks like or how it shows up, then things actually start to become very much like you see in the movies and kind of spooky and amazing. I love that. But that's sort of after you... Um, are willing to give that up completely and not not be vested in that being the way it shows up because that's a way that showing up is a way of proving your power and when you're doing magic mm. to prove your power that it won't work you can't do magic mm-hmm. from proving magic only comes from the childlike curiosity and the gratitude for everything that shows up not trying to make something yeah. to sh- show up to prove you're you know a witch yeah well- or- and to prove something you it's almost required that you have you've already put it outside of you and and therefore yeah. all of those things and points of view that that are relative to that like if you're looking to prove it you've already decided you can't be it or that you're not it kind of thing that's interesting how that is <laughs> to me that's one of the fascinating it things is. about energy <laughs> yeah wow. there's so many wow. tips and tricks and it's so it's so there's just so much information. It almost never ends. You're always learning yeah. something new when you're studying this stuff. It's amazing. I love that, though. That is, like, so – I mean, that's sort of, like, the organic state of us, the organic nature of us uh-huh. <laughs> to me. <laughs> and that is when I'm really, totally. truly alive and having fun and receiving so much more. And there, that is a bliss and an ecstasy in that for me. Um it is a huge contribution. Yeah. Um, so we, one of the questions we ask is, would you be willing to be considered mad if it meant you could have everything you desire in life? So is there anything we're in our, these shows go way, way too fast, of course. Linear time just isn't fun for us sometimes. But so if you, if you could wave your magic hand <laughs> and offer <laughs> Offer a, what what awareness do you have of an insight or a, a tip, a tool, even a wedgie um, that might be up to deliver to the listeners now and in the future? What would that be? It's <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, a great question. I would tell everybody that they're not as magic as they think they are. <laughs> That's called a wedgie, where I tell you the opposite of what's true, so that you go, hey, and then you go out and prove me wrong. <laughs> Hands on hips, stopping a foot. Yes, I can. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, no, I would just say, like, like.
key to magic is allowance. Um, because you have to be willing to be an allowance of all the information you're receiving because the thing, and everything becomes magic once you're an allowance of it. Um, mm-hmm. how much time do we have left? Do I have time to tell a story about the grocery store? Two and a store? half minutes. Go for it. Okay, I'll go quick. Um, but I was in the grocery <laughs> store and, and I was chomping my gum and I was texting on my pink iPhone and, and the man behind me, I could just feel him seething like, oh, kids these days are always on their phone. They're so disrespectful, blah, blah, blah. blah. I could feel an absolute wash, a tsunami of energy, of judgment at me. And I didn't have any point of view about it. It was one of the first times that I thought, whoa. And as the judgment washed over me, I became so grateful for it. And I could feel how I could use that energy to create my life and create my future. And and so everything that comes at you, good, bad, people hating you, people loving you, whatever it is, is all energy being gifted to you that you can use to create your life. Oh my gosh, so I love that. So what I Yeah, it's everything is a gift. Everything. Like when wow. people hate me at this point, I get really excited about. It. I'm like, "Ooh, I must have done something good because they're judging this like thing that I did." <laughs> <laughs> and it's a really a really free space to live from. I mean, it, it's like that's unheard of and and it's so possible. Um, when you're willing to be an allowance of everything and see everything as a gift that it is. And that's so, I love that. Like what really landed for me was the willingness to acknowledge you are the energy that changes everything. And by many that might be considered mad or called mad. And what if you let that, what if you let that magic you be something that does contribute to the the whole world? Not only, I mean, even beyond your life living in reality. Yeah. So that's just amazing. And oh my gosh, we're now in the last 30 seconds. So I adore you, Julia. Thank you. And let's have more conversations whenever you like. <laughs> okay. I'll be back. That's fantastic. How does it get even better? And in the coming week, my friends, what magic and madness are you now willing to acknowledge, embrace, and let work for you and possibly change your life and the world? Have a great week, everybody. Be the magic you truly be. I adore you. Thank you, Julia. Thank you for listening in today to Living Well with your host, Keisha Clark. You are invited to join us every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. In the meantime... What would it take for you to be choosing more of the abundance and prosperousness of you and living well with total ease?